This is Steve Center, Lonely Guy with a Book. Today we will be going back to the Stephen King Library. We'll be discussing his newest book, Fairy Tale, published just a month or so ago in September of 2022. I'm going to go ahead and jump in with a short summary sentence, really, from Wikipedia. The novel follows Charlie Reed, a 17-year-old who inherits keys to a hidden, otherworldly realm and finds himself leading the battle between the forces of good and evil. We are going to follow the story of Charlie Reed. He's our main character. The only other character we need to worry about for the sake of this podcast is Howard Bowditch. Howard Bowditch is a recluse. He lives in an old house kind of down the block from Charlie. And through a twist of fate, Charlie ends up helping Mr. Bowditch when he's injured. This strikes up a unusual friendship. Mr. Bowditch, like I said, he's a recluse. He's kind of angry, he's just not a happy guy, and he doesn't have a lot of friends, or any friends really, and Charlie is, he's a pretty cool, popular kid at the school. He's a senior, he's in several sports. This is a mismatched pair. Now, Mr. Bowditch comes with his German Shepherd, Radar, and Radar becomes an interesting character within this text. Radar is very old. Let's, let's address the, the way the book is constructed. You can almost think about this as two halves of a novel. In the first half, Charlie and Mr. Bowditch and the way that their friendship begins and then evolves. It has strong implications for both of them. Again, Mr. Bowditch was completely alone. Charlie was very, very popular. And as we see these two and their friendship form, they end up pushing against these disparate parts of each other. Now, Stephen King is more than up to the task of making this friendship work. But as I noted, this is kind of the first half of this book. At the end, we learn that Mr. Bowditch is actually uh, the keeper of a secret. And that secret is that there's another world that if you go into the old shed, you'll go into that other world. Now, again, we try to maintain things being spoiler-free, and that's that's not a spoiler. If you read the introduction, you read the, the cover and such, you, you'll get that much. Charlie has to, has to is an interesting word, because as you read it, it does feel like he has to go back there. But of course, at any point in time, he could have said, uh, this is dangerous or this is dumb. I'm not going back. This is a land of fairy tales. They take real fairy tales and give them a Stephen King twist. And the land is actually, I mean, really a dystopian nightmare. Now, once Charlie is in this other world, it poses all sorts of issues. Once Charlie's in this other world, it poses all sorts of interesting questions, but but probably the most, at least for myself, the most interesting question is, what is Charlie's responsibility in this new world? Again, it's a dystopian land. There's, a, there's very bad people running things. If you think about your fantasy novels, if you think about your fairy tales, you won't be surprised by many of the elements that King weaves into this story. But I get a hard time not thinking to myself that at any point, Charlie could just turn around and go back home with very little loss to himself. In fact, he, he risks a great deal by staying. We had previously in this podcast discussed Eyes of the Dragon. I told another reader who was thinking about reading this that fairy tale is Eyes of the Dragon on steroids. And the more I think about it, it's on steroids with more steroids and something else 
human growth hormone. I mean, this is a big, expansive story. Well, Eyes of the Dragon was a short, you know, pretty short novel. And in doing this, King, he picks up, he, he pulls apart this world and we see into it and he does it masterfully. It would be very difficult to in any way classify this as horror. And in fact, if you, if you look online, the, the genre is dark fantasy. It's not a scary book, but there are still these really strong horror elements that come in in how King introduces and how the interaction takes place between Charlie and the various villains. This is a good book. King knows what he's doing. Doing. And by this point, he's probably, I, I'm not sure the exact number, but he's definitely written you know, 60, 70 full-length novels. And there's no question that he is, you know, the master of making sure he doesn't leave details unresolved. The story moves forward. Everything is relevant. If he had wanted to, he legitimately could have made the book a couple hundred pages longer, just giving us more descriptions of the history and the environment of this fairy tale world. I was not upset that he did not do that. I thought that the the book moved forward at a very good pace. We're going to see Charlie find friends and allies, identify enemies, deal with betrayal and, and corruption, and it all happens in this Alice in Wonderland type universe. I thought it was very, very good. I, again, I, I hesitate to go into too much of the story because I don't want to give anything away. This is a book where you can know the two parts of the book, but as soon as we start getting into specifics about what happens in fairy tale land, which is far more interesting, that was that was actually a point when I was reading, you know, and you're into the first half of the book, and again, it's not really 50-50, so the first part of the book, and it was it was interesting. And that probably would have been a, a solid at least four-star book on its own. I did wonder, number one, how could this be stretched out? to 600 plus pages and where are we going so when charlie is introduced to fairy tale land in in the book they call empus when charlie is introduced to there it opens up not just this fairy tale world but as the reader what i found myself doing was wondering oh is are we going to have a parallel to this book are we going to see something like this i mentioned alice in wonderland there's no white bunny and there's nothing that makes you big or small but there is this otherworldly feel and this magical feel and yet it's a dystopian world, and so it's dark. Let's talk about the ending. I'm not sure if I've actually verbalized this on this podcast before, but the ending is the most difficult part to get right. So King nails the ending. It's very good. It's satisfying. We, we know how things are resolved. He doesn't spoon feed us, though, every detail. He knows that we are smart enough to understand that if A happened, that means B is going to happen as well. There was one, there was one kind of point early in the story where he, and this isn't a, this isn't a spoiler, he makes a date with a girl, and because of going to Empus, he's not able to follow through with that, and that never gets addressed again. And I have to tell you, that really bothered me because all I could think about was this poor girl who made this date with Charlie and then didn't, you know, get to go. And that seemed, that seemed mean. But I read these books pretty thoroughly and I, I try to notice discrepancies and stuff, discrepancies and other issues, especially in preparation for this podcast. And that was the only flub that I could identify. So we get to the ending. Things are the way they should be. And again, 
though you can see the parallels between other stories and fairy tale. And King's not stealing their ideas. I look at these as wink and nods. You know, in the um, in em- in Empus, there's a sundial which go backward and makes one younger. And I could not help but think, and I've read enough of King's books, but also interviews he's given to know that he's a big Ray Bradbury fan. And another book that's on the top 100 list, Something Wicked This Way Comes, has a merry-go-round that when it goes forward, you get older. You know, I, it was, I thought, there you go. There's, a, there's a, a wink and a nod to Ray Bradbury and his fans. I just thought this was a really good book. I thought it ended very well. What's my overall rating recommendation? Uh, I, if you can't tell, it's five stars. Stephen King has published several really interesting and different books, you know, different type, different veins of genre over the last few years. And it has been a pleasure to watch, you know, this. I I don't know if this is an evolution of his writing or if he kind of planned out that he wanted to address this style and this style. We'll get into a book called Finders Keepers, um, which is part of a trilogy. And we're going to see that that's much more of like a whodunit detective style book. Um, Of course, there's always the Stephen King element, but this is really good to read. If you are not a fan of horror, you can still read fairy tale. It really is not scary. There are some intense scenes and we want intense scenes. Charlie is such an easy kid to root for. He's not perfect, but he's just a good kid. And he's actually the kind of good kid that I think most adults hope that their kids and their kids' friends will be like. He's not some protege, and he is good at sports, but he's, you know, he's not saintly. He's not, you know, predestined, none of that. He's just a really good kid. And he is relatable in that I could see my own kids doing the things that he was doing. It was just an excellent book. You know, it's I would I would say it's the best Stephen King book in years, but he's had some other really good books. And I would be afraid to make it sound like I was somehow not favoring them as well. He's just been writing good... Well, I mean, he's been writing good books now for probably 50 years. But these last few books have, again, they've been interesting. They've been different type genres. And they've they've been really hard to put down once you start reading. Again, please subscribe. Do the follow so that you can get podcasts as soon as they come out. Between now and the end of the year, I have some projects I'm working on that are going to uh, impact the scheduling, but I'm really hoping for some fun announcements and some fun things that are going to begin shortly after the beginning of the year. The Lonely Guy with a Book podcast is a labor of love. Uh, It's book review podcasts are never going to be super popular, but I'm hoping that some of the other things I'm working on will be able to shine some uh, reflected light onto the lonely guy with a book. This is Steve Center, Lonely Guy with a Book.